Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender, and with me, as always, a man who I bet feels pretty confident that he could have scored at least two points in the G1 Climax, Derek Halpin. If I'm going to go around bragging that I can beat one Brock Lesnar, I'm pretty confident that I can get at least those two points that you're referring to, but I don't think the odds of me traveling to Japan to get those points are very, very good. Well, I think probably what would have happened is you get to the ring, you find out your first opponent, uh, your first opponent's Tamatanga, and then you're just like, fuck. And then you see his boys coming in and you're like, here's my two points. Is Haku with him? Um, he Haku didn't really interfere much in the G1. I think it was just uh, Tongaloa and bad luck. I hear I hear nasty rumors about Haku, so maybe I don't want to fuck with Haku. I would never, ever fuck with Haku under any circumstance. Well, then I'm not going to, because you're my friend and I trust my life with you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're friends. Hit our goddamn music. A lot of different stuff to talk about today, and you have quite the weekend ahead of you coming up here. You're traveling to New York City. This is this is going to be my first time in, in the Big Apple City. That's pretty crazy, because you have done a lot of traveling, but I have actually beaten you to visiting New York City. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say, I bet you, got, you will have gotten to see way more of the city than I will. I feel I feel that's probably true. I feel like my three days are going to be basically seeing the inside of the Barclays Center and wherever the hell I'm going in Queens on Friday. <laughs> you, you're a self-admitted bad tourist. You're not very good. Like you travel a lot, but when you get to places, it doesn't seem like you go around exploring the local sights and sounds and tastes and smells and where, where does that stem from? Where did you learn how to be so bad? Well, I will say I'm sure I'll get the smells of New York regardless of where I'm going. <laughs> I can confirm. And this isn't not trying to trash chalk New York City. I had a great time while I was there for a few days. But uh, the the rumors about garbage being just piled up on the street is absolutely true. <laughs> so be so be ready for that. It's just it, it, I feel like most cities smell like urine. So that's not a knock on New York. That's just how cities smell. Hey, every now and then. Yeah. And you know what? I feel like I you, put my pee all over Hollywood. Street, that's true. I, I mean, there's no bathroom. Sometimes you're walking home and you have to pee somewhere. Well, do you do that in Nashville? Um, I feel like people would be like businesses would be more likely to let me use their bathroom than in L.A. Are there more public restrooms there? Um... I feel like there's just more polite people that if I walked in and we're like, can I use it? They'd be like, oh, sure. Just go right ahead. <laughs> and you had to put the accent in well, there. Okay. So one, when I first moved to Nashville, the thing that caught me off guard was how friendly everybody was and how ready everyone was to talk to you about everything. 
and I have a jean jacket that has a lot of different buttons all over it, and I had a Chris Hero button on it that said, Chris Hero ain't nothing to fuck with. The lady in line... Is that pretty, is that pretty rude down there? Is that considered to be rude to the, uh, what, what would you call it, southern, southern sensibilities? I mean, I think it's probably rude anywhere you go. Erich, not here. Er, ch- <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think Chicago really cares how much memorabilia you wear that has swear words on it. <laughs> well, but the lady at the grocery store looks down. And she goes, "Now, what does that say?" Chris Hero ain't. You know what? I really like that. And in my head, I'm just like, "What? Just like, why? <laughs> what are we? What are we having this conversation for? I don't. I don't know that you do like this." <laughs> I really like it was like was she doing like one of those oh bless your heart situations where like she's saying something nice but really it means uh you're you're pretty horrible. I don't think she meant that. I think she genuinely liked it for whatever reason. She doesn't even know who Chris Hero is. You d- hey. He's been around for a long time. Maybe she saw him wrestle at the fairgrounds. I guess. And she, and she had a flashback when she saw your button. <laughs> Speaking Speaking of uh, hospitality or Southern hospitality, have you heard the news about uh, a good friend of predetermined to pro wrestling hangout? Have you heard the news about Randy Orton? I, I'm so excited to talk about this. Well, fuck it. Let's, let's talk about it, man, because I, I know you've been itching to, to get your thoughts on this out there to the people. I've been mulling it over the last couple days from the rumors I've been reading on, uh, on the Twitter sphere. And I don't know what to make of it. I, I know that the guy has a reputation of being a little bit of an asshole. Uh, there's been what what the big one on him has always been that he shat in somebody's bag, which is a big, you know, pro wrestling rib. You shit in their duffel bag and then you shake it up and then they come back and they find that it. That seems like a real but, Rick uh, Steiner move. Like Rick Steiner has the look of a man who's shat in a couple bags. <laughs> well, based on your story that you told me from whatever signing he was doing, you know, the funny thing is, I, I watched a shoot interview with Kevin Nash, and Nash seems to be, like, a little bit of a tough guy. Like, like he's not somebody you would want to fuck with. But in the interview, he made it clear that the Steiners are people that you, like, could beat the fuck out of you if they wanted to. Both of them. I believe that wholeheartedly. I believe that. The question is, and if you guys who are listening to this podcast right now have not heard the rumors yet, the rumor going around is that when there was a new WWE writer that would come into the company, one Randall Keith Orton. <laughs> Mr. RKO. Would, Mr. RKO himself would stick his hand down inside of his pants and play with his, his, his manhood and his genitalia quite fondly. And then he would extend his hand to the new member of the writing team and insist that they shake his hand, which is freshly covered in, in juice or whatever's fucking down there. And Randy Orton's balls. (laughs) God damn. It's, it sounds, it sounds too good to be true. Garrett. Well, did he, did I I read also that he was whipping it out in the writer's room that like people visibly saw his penis. I've heard that Orton was whipping his penis out left and right. He's a, he's one of those like, guys that uh, everybody knew that guy in high school. You know, a real dick shower. A guy who was always yeah. real excited to just whip his dick out any chance he got. 
it, it, it's because he gets power from it because he knows most people are really bashful and shy about that kind of thing. And he's like, well, look at me. I don't care. I can do it anytime. I speaking of shoot interviews and speaking of Randy Orton, I remember not too long ago I was watching a, a kayfabe commentaries clip with, uh, do you know, do you know who Ken Anderson is? Ken Kennedy? Uh, is that Mr. Anderson? That's Mr. Anderson. Yeah. He was telling a story on one of those kayfabe commentary shoots where he said that one time Randy Orton walked out of the shower in the locker room completely naked and he was sitting there like on a bench and his wrestling boots were sitting beside him. And I guess Randy Orton kind of just stood over his wrestling boots and just started teabagging his, his genitals in and out of the wrestling boot, like up and down and just just for shits and giggles just just to entertain himself and to see what his reaction would be okay jesus christ so uh, what this is what this is becoming is just us compiling a list of evidence for how fucked up randy orton is <laughs> well i'm going to say he has Lots the tattoos of, of a man who teabags boots that's uh that's just fact but but it seems like he's on record as having actually done it and do, I guess the question is, do you believe the story, and what are your thoughts on it? Well, man? one, I read, I first read the story today on Fox News. Oh, so it's gotten that big. So it's real. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not a work. There is, if it's on Fox News, we are not getting worked. That is where, Who, uh, that's where the real stuff goes. So originally with talking about Randy today, I was ready to come in and be like, okay, we got enough people telling me that we're wrong, that Randy's awesome. And don't get me wrong. No, I don't like him, (laughs) but I'm not saying he's not a good wrestler. He can definitely wrestle when he wants to. And when he doesn't give a shit, you can tell. He would probably take great offense to you saying that, and he would be like, "What are you? You're saying I mail it in sometimes, and you would be too scared to be say yes to him." Oh, I would never ever say that to his face. Like I, <laughs> I it's like so you're admitting you're a coward. I am fully a coward. I am hiding behind a microphone. I will likely never see Randy Orton face to face. Oh God, I want to make this happen. I know you do. But okay, so after <laughs> after last week's episode, we got a couple messages. We got one from uh, Luke and Billy saying that we're wrong, that Randy's awesome, and then one from Daniel saying that Randy's awesome and that we're wrong. I started thinking about it, and I can think of a handful of Randy moments that I do enjoy. Oh, for sure, it, yeah. And I was ready to come in and list off, you know, five or six different moments of his that I was like, you know what? These are times that I've popped for Randy Orton, but then he's whipping his dick out on people. Like, you know, just showing his, showing his, uh, his, his wiener as I think he calls it. I don't think I have to defend him anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to elaborate on that and how that makes you feel? How, how him whipping his dick out makes me feel. Yeah, like, are you, were you going somewhere with that? Like, well, so now that you know that he's doing that, like, you're not going to say anything positive? Is that where that was going? Okay, there is a time and a place for whipping your dick out, and that time and place honestly was never. But if there was a time that people were going to be okay with it, it was around the release of American Pie 1. But we're further, oh. enough, <laughs> we're further enough away from American Pie, you got to keep your dick in your pants, you should keep your dick in your pants, 
Was American Pie 1999? That feels like 1999. I think that was the cutoff for whipping your dick out. Which was like three full years before he made his WWE debut. Yeah, he has no excuse. If, wow. What would his excuse be? He's like, I'm, I've been in this business long enough that what? You can whip your <laughs> dick out? <laughs> I learned this from Bruno San Martino, who learned it from... And he just goes down the list of people who taught him the time and place to whip out your cock. This is such a fucking off-the-wall way to start this episode. Like, I, I don't know if we're going to be off-putting to our listeners, but it's a story. It's one of the top guys. <laughs> well, and here's the crazy thing. With all this shit going on, SmackDown Live just ended a few minutes ago. They made sure to work a little Randy Orton segment in at the end, like towards the end of the show. I almost he pissed myself. I was laughing so fucking hard. <laughs> So it was his spot was super creepy. It was so weird. So uh, just so you guys know, for the first time in months, we actually watched Smackdown live live before recording this. And has it been that long? It Oh, it really has. I haven't watched Smackdown or Raw live since before WrestleMania. This was a big week for me. Just so you guys know, I, I I watched both as they aired this week. I noticed that you knew Japan marks love to brag about the last time that you watched Raw and SmackDown. Like, it gets you a fucking cookie or something. What's your deal? What my deal was, hey, <laughs> I think anyone... I in- haven't watched... I haven't watched a live Monday Night Raw since February. <laughs> I've been too busy watching shit on my laptop at 3 a.m. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. Like, I, get, I get, over, I get over get over yourself, Mark. <laughs> Next time I'm in Chicago, you better watch your handbag. I just spit water on myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh you did good this week. You you made it through two episodes of WWE programming and neither of which have were NXT. I think anyone who sits through that 3 hours every week would even tell you if you watch the Hulu cut, you're truly not missing that much. We know why it's three hours. We all know. It doesn't we don't, need to be three hours. Yeah, we don't, we don't need to have that conversation. But the main reason I tuned in to watch that beginning to end was Renee. Renee Young. Love her to death. I did that like in an SCU tone. Renee Young. Renee Young. I hope that catches on. We're going to make that a thing. Renee Young. If you see her, I don't think that's going to catch on the same way that. No, you can't do it anymore. You just break down. Yeah, I fall apart. I fall apart real quick. Just like Shane You've been did. Smoking stogies. You've been smoking stogies ever since Kenny won the title. Oh, yeah. I just I've been celebrating like crazy because <laughs> you that's know what you Southerners do. Well, that's how you know, that's, of- that's how those fucking new Japan marks do. We uh, we just get real <laughs> excited and smoke cigars for months. Oh, man. Why are we all fighting as wrestling fans right now? Why is the are we I, the Internet? I mean, the Internet's always fighting, but it seems like everybody is fighting about one thing or another right now. In pro wrestling, what are the like, big fight? You know, I have, I have, I'm still involved on social media. I took a little bit of a hiatus recently, and I came back, and I've been trying to approach it from a. Oh, a, you were a gone for a day. I was gone for a couple days. 
I said, like, whatever, it was a short hiatus. And I came back, and I'm trying to look at things from a different perspective now. I'm trying not to engage every negative thing I see that pisses me off. And so far, I've been able to, when I need to, I can just disappear from social media for half a day if I need to. So, And I know people are laughing, only half a day. Well, that's that's a pretty big step when a lot of times people can be on there 24-7. So... I don't know what people are fighting about these days. Is there infighting between fans of different wrestling promotions? Is it, is it over how Tyler Breeze is going to survive without Fandango around? What's the deal? <laughs> it's really about... Okay, so I don't think we talked about this last time that New Japan Ring of Honor sold out Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And it seems like what everybody's fighting about right now is, yeah, they sold it out, but what could they sell it out in June? Everybody's going to June. I don't know why everybody wants this June pay per view, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's just. I think it's I. Th- well, what are considered like the down months for WWE? Like, 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 is it after SummerSlam? Like between between like SummerSlam and the Rumble? Oh, that yeah, that's a pretty. What I mean, what's between there, like. Uh, Hell in a Cell is probably the biggest one. Yeah. I mean, you could even say between Mania and SummerSlam, there's not really a lot going on going on in between there. And that's and that's and like acknowledging that Survivor Series is one of the big four pay-per-views. But since they really like like the the SmackDown versus Raw 5 on 5 thing is kind of played out and yeah, I, I think those those fall winter months are kind of the downtime. So why not use that as an example of well, can Ring of Honor New Japan sell out during this time frame? But I, I, you seem to have a reaction to that, and I definitely, after the announcement was made the other day, I, I have thoughts on that too. But I, I want to get to your your deal here. Well, what are you thinking about the Madison Square Garden announcement? I mean, I think it's awesome that they were able to sell it out. They sold it out without advertising the Bucks, Kenny or Cody. Because all their contracts are going to be up by then, so it's not certain they're going to be there. Um, yeah, I think it's just cool for wrestling. You know, I think I think yeah. as wrestling fans, we should all just be happy that wrestling is doing well and that we're getting so much more of it from everyone. And it's you know, we've I think we're we're living in a really good time for pro wrestling. And can we just all be happy for each other? God damn it! I can be happy for everybody right now. Like it's it's. We've like, I, and I made this comment on you know Twitter the other day. I said I personally feel like every time I've been a pro wrestling fan, there has been something there that I can enjoy while I'm you know. I mean, other than when I took a a brief break, so I guess there was a time period where I said I had enough between like '06 and 2010, like so like three or four years. Those were prime but, Randy uh, years, my friend. I think they were prime Randy years, and I missed a lot of it, and. Maybe that's why I have such a stigma against him. Who knows? But uh, it, it is a little bit of a cliche that we use over and over again on here to say, you know, it's a great time to be a pro wrestling fan. It sounds like something that, like, pro wrestling Mr. Rogers would say. But, uh, hey, well, I mean, I saw would you, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, and we need Mr. Rogers right now more than ever. We need oh, pro I wrestling agree. Mr. Rogers. Absolutely. Bring him on. Who would that be? Hulk Hogan's trying to get that spot, and we're like, no, fuck off. (laughs) You you get in the corner, sir. We're not ready for that. Maybe Hurricane Helms. (laughs) He he seems pretty positive. He seems like a voice of reason. Or we're just surprised, and it's Billy Kidman. 
It's not Nick Gage. We know that. Nick. Oh, fuck yeah. That's the web series I want. <laughs> oh, my God. Pitch that to him right now, Derek. N- N- what would- Why me? B- oh, because I'm afraid to. Let's get back on topic here. Like, as far as Ring of Honor New Japan selling out Madison Square Garden, is how do you argue that that's not a good thing? Or uh, I guess the is the response that you're hearing is everyone saying so what? They're kind of saying like, like it, they wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't WrestleMania weekend, which honestly probably true. Maybe, but, but that's true. It's New York. A lot of people would travel there. Like Madison it's Square New- Garden's a big deal. Like that to me, that would be a destination all on its own. Here's something that I think is interesting because since you started doing this podcast with me, you know I don't have a long history of following ROH and New Japan closely. I do it a lot more now than I used to. But I maybe I'm maybe I'm in like a, a very small camp here. I wasn't surprised by them selling out Madison Square Garden. I think people, I think a lot of people were happy about it, and I, and I think some people were really, really surprised about it and shocked. Count me in the camp that, like, I guess I, I'm aware of what the pro wrestling scene is right now, and it didn't really surprise me that much. I, I think that there's a lot of interest generated by the Bullet Club, by I don't know, like, like I didn't realize how big New Japan was over here. I think until we went and met Tetsuya Naito. Just seeing that line think, of people around the block with the shirts. Yeah. And, and it wasn't people who traveled from Japan. I mean, that was the, that was a local crowd. And yes, it was from people watching shit on their laptop at 3 a.m. But I, I think having seen that and seen how the merchandise has moved and how people who may not even be wrestling fans are walking around wearing Bullet Club shirts. And I see that New Japan logo now more than ever. I, I guess I didn't, it didn't, wasn't like, oh my God, I can't believe they're doing this. I just looked at it as like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, wrestling outside of WWE right now seems to be thriving. So this seems like the next logical step. I guess I figured it would sell out, but I didn't think it would sell out day one. So do you, do you remember when All In sold out really quick and, and Cody was talking about how shocked and surprised he was when, he, when it sold out in 30 minutes or whatever? Yeah. What was it about that that you didn't buy that they were shocked by, but then when you turn around to the Madison Square Garden thing, you were surprised that they sold it out in one day? Like, what's the, like, what's the difference in, in your estimation? Well, I think with Cody, everybody wanted to support Cody and the Bucks. Everybody knew this was their thing. And they're, like you said, their fans buy a lot of stuff. And this, to me, seemed like everybody wanted to be a part of this thing. This felt like it was going to be history. And I don't think the, you know, the Madison Square Garden thing would have happened without this. But it's also the difference between 10,000 seats and 20,000 seats. You know, the- but do you get the yeah? Do you get the sense though that like we talked about this before? If All In had been held in a bigger venue, would it still have sold out that quick? That's a good question. Uh, I, I mean, it seemed like everybody was ready to travel regardless, and it seemed like there were a lot of people who were disappointed they didn't get a ticket. So, I mean, if it were in a big, I mean, fuck, if they had had All In in New York, do I think it would have sold out? Like at Madison Square Garden? Yeah. <sighs> 
I think it would have. You think? I, but do you think it would have day one? Yeah, I do. I mean, again, I'm not trying to be like the 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 uh, what would you call it? The, the contrarian asshole here, I, I I feel weird. Like, I feel weird that I have, like, this optimistic view and these positive things to say that, I like, I don't even question when it comes to, like, independent wrestling right now. I embrace kind of how big they've gotten. Like, it's, it's not surprising to me. And honestly, I just view the ROH New Japan show at Madison Square Garden, it's almost like an extension of All In. Like, that's how, like, to me, like, I, like, as much as All In is being funded by Cody and the Bucks, and that's their thing, the fact that it sold out is because there's such an interest in those performers, those characters. And a lot of those same names are, are involved in this show. I mean, they are the draws. I mean, obviously, some of the New Japan stars, as I said earlier, are the they're bigger than you. a lot of people would give them credit for. But I think... The American audience, I mean, they're really drawn to the to the Bullet Club, the Elite, the Bucks. Obvi- like this, I guess it's not surprising to me. To me, I think they could continue doing shows like this. I think every three months in the states, they could do a show like this and put it in a different part of the country. And ROH New Japan could pick a different part of the country every three months and put on a big show, and it would sell out. And I think they should start moving around because I know that the uh, show they're doing in Long Beach, you know, they're coming back to the uh, the Walter Pyramid in Long Beach. And I know last time they were there, it sold out instantly. This time I hear there's still t- tickets left. But that's probably because they're only going to L.A. They had just done a show in San Francisco where I assume a lot of L.A. people probably made that trip, you know, just made the six-hour drive north to go to that. Well, right, you said the Cow Palace wasn't sold out, but isn't that kind of... Well, didn't we say that there were some reasons why that show didn't sell out? But do you think that if they did it as big as, I don't know, if they if they really hyped up them doing, say, Staples Center or something? Yeah, I mean, fuck, I don't know. That would, Staples Center, I guess, would be pretty much the same as doing it like Madison Square Garden seating-wise. But I, I think they could do it. I mean, if you just didn't keep having them come to L.A. like every couple months. Like, I like what you were saying. Bounce them around the country. Give some, like, different regions but it would have to be a major city so i guess like i really just picture chicago new york la i think you could run chicago new york la dallas i was gonna say dallas is pretty central so you know that wouldn't be too hard to travel from anywhere i guess maybe florida i think you could do something down there yeah and then and then maybe like something up in canada make like big wrestling crowd up in canada so I don't know. I guess I'm just giving them their due, giving them their credit. I mean, I think it's big enough. I don't think that nobody's sitting here saying that they could tomorrow start doing what WWE does, where they run house shows every weekend and then do television, you know, two or three days a week. I don't think they're that big and nobody should have the expectation that they should be able to go toe to toe with WWE at this point, as far as how much television product they're putting out. But I don't think it's unrealistic if they if they if they promoted it the right way every few months they could pick a different part of the country and put together something like they're doing in New York where it's a joint venture between two promotions and hell remember we were watching the beginning of Dominion and they were making a point to say they were going international now they were going in a bigger different direction I'm all on board for that I think that that would work for them and and that's four shows a year if you do it every three months so I'd be I'd be way into that and kind of 
I would like it too if there was a way to kind of with what All In's doing incorporating some of the TNA guys into it or the Impact guys yeah. cuz at this point All In is kind of a best of the indies. Sure. Where Ring of Honor New Japan is going to be strictly I would imagine just those two companies. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind if they started letting Impact play a little bit too. That would be the, what, the the holy trinity if they were able to get those three companies on board working together and exchanging talent? And I mean, they, they're they doing it right now for All In and they're seeing how big that is. Well, the, I guess going back to the point about All In selling out, I the way they're, they've been handling it, the way they're getting, the like you said, the best of the indies, or as Cody put it, wrestling Woodstock. I do think that if they'd had more than 10,000 seats, they, like they could have done well with that too. I do not think it would have been an issue. No, with all Maybe in, not. I don't think it's an issue. I think that enough people were excited. I feel like that could. I'm just. I'm trying to picture if tw- like if they could have doubled it, because there's a, there's a pretty big difference between ten and twenty. I guess, but uh, you're also running it in New York City. That's true, and it's fucking WrestleMania weekend when they did this one. But uh, I know tickets were a bitch to get again. How did you fare? Um, I had, if you were part of the honor club, you got the pre-sale password and they announced that the top price point for the tickets was going to be $300, which in my head, I was like, you know what? I'm willing to have shittier seats for WrestleMania this year. Get really good seats for this show. Uh, those price points ended up being incorrect. The first two rows were $600. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> and while I was staring at those price points, having to come to terms in my head with, well, you're obviously not doing that. I, uh, right. I fucked around too long and, <laughs> and ended up further back than I would have liked to be. I'm in the stands. I'm in the hundred level. I'm fine with that. It's going to be great. But I didn't realize, I guess they sold about 12,000 seats just in pre-sale. That means that many people had the honor club VIP just to get that. Right. So, I mean, that's saying I mean, something good for Ring of Honor, how many people actually have their network and are willing to buy and travel. I mean, I know a bunch of them are on StubHub, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was an issue that was the, the Bucks and Cody were able to avoid mainly just what was it? Just because they went through Sears Center website? Yeah. So they didn't have a lot of you know, secondary market tickets. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm. I guess you're. You're gonna have quite the weekend in New York come wrestle, for WrestleMania. God, you got a. You got your first trip to New York this weekend, man. I know. I know. I really only have a cup. I think New York, Chicago, and then I will be in L.A. for Bola. So I think that's pretty much gonna wrap up my year <laughs> in wrestling. I don't think I'm gonna have any more trips after that. Yeah. Gonna, that's 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 quite a tour though. I'm gonna take a couple naps. Doing. Yeah, rip Van Winkle that shit. <laughs> but uh, one thing <laughs> but I you didn't expect that reference. I <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff happening that weekend. I mean, it looks like I'm getting Gargano Champa three. Yeah, I mean, the, how do you even begin to say a negative thing about that? I know a lot of people were excited to see Alistair Black, um. In that three way, but good God, you're kind of getting to see the what the final of that trilogy, and it's for the title. It's it's almost like I mean they had to go to Plan B, and it just turned out that Plan B is probably something we would have had to wait a little longer for, but something we really really wanted to see. So I don't know how you can be mad about that, right? And and Plan B as something that you wanted to see, 
it it, it makes sense. Like, yeah, I guess they could have put that off a few more months, maybe six months, maybe in a year for that final act. But we're here. I don't think anybody's complaining about those two still feuding. So you bring on the last man standing match for the NXT championship. That's that's you're seeing a lot of good shit this weekend. And uh, the night before seeing Matt Riddle versus PCO, which if what we're reading is correct, could be witnessing Matt Riddle's final indie date. When is that show? That's in relation to the rest of the weekend. That's Friday night. And NXT is Saturday. Yeah. So you're going to both of those, right? Yeah. So Riddle is going to be there on Friday and supposedly he might show up on Saturday. And the rumors were that they were actually wanting him to not just be front row, but have him participate in a match. Huh. So you could potentially see him transition from indies to to WWE and back-to-back nights. Correct. That's pretty wild. All I want, if if they were just like, you know what? Fuck it. Here you go, Garrett. Keith Lee versus Matt Riddle. <laughs> I would I would just shit my pants and uh go buy some new shorts. And since you're not in Nashville, nobody's gonna let you use the bathroom to clean up. That's- <laughs> Well, since it's wrestling, I'll just grab the nearest purse, I guess. <laughs> it's New York. Just just take them off and throw them on the curb. Walk around pantsless. Nobody will notice. Okay. But I have been watching. I did watch. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to blow past that like you don't want to talk about it. Okay. Okay. I'm, I am above <laughs> all this poo talk. That's We're- enough dick and shit stuff for today. <laughs> Okay, so let's uh, let's move on to SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, we I'm oh God. Where do I begin? Well, I mean, we <laughs> could just hop off with what the big news was coming out of Raw. Because let's face it, like tonight, SmackDown was just another. Let's not let anyone get hurt. Let's just get to the show, kind of thing. Yeah, Raw. We had a big moment at the end. Mister Dean Ambrose is back. He's back, and this and... motherfucker is jacked. <laughs> He's jacked. He's got a new haircut. Got some. Got. I mean, those shoulders were 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 big. That was a. He, <laughs> he, had he some came swagger. back and is just a beefy man now. My question is: I had asked you not too long ago if you were excited to see Ambrose come back soon, and you said no, not really. And apparently, that has changed. Uh, what changed was he came out. <laughs> he what? <laughs> And the whole time, I'm just like, he's obviously coming out. Seth's really building this up. So he's saying lunatic fringe. But when that music hit, I was ready. And I'll tell you, when he came out and was the beefiest goddamn man I'd ever seen in my whole life, I was, I was, I was ready to just whip it out in a writer's room right then. Randy's like, see? See? That's why he was peeking behind that curtain. <laughs> Oh man, no, I, that's, I think it's good timing too. And I guess we'll see what Ambrose coming back means for Rollins and means for the Intercontinental title, but got quite the pop on Raw, even though people kind of saw it coming. The next question is, when does Jason Jordan come back in the fold? Because a lot of people thought that that was going to be the swerve and it was actually going to be Jordan coming back. I don't remember if it was Meltzer or who reported this, but I read that his injury ended up being worse than they thought and that he's probably out for even longer. Okay. But that's, I mean, I read that from, you know, one of the wrestling sites. So take that for what you will. Grain of salt. Yeah. 
Well, as far as SummerSlam goes as a show, I, I don't know how everybody else is feeling. I really haven't talked to anybody else about it, but I can tell you, I I know this is a scary thing to say. I think it looks like a good card, and I'm excited about it. It's going to be a long-ass show, no doubt, and I think that a lot of people are pissed off about the length of these WWE pay-per-views now, but as far as the actual card goes, I mean, you and I need to go over this card, and then we need to kind of give some predictions. I think that's what the right thing to do is since you're going to the show, right? Hey, we have a podcast. It's time to tell people. <laughs> but it's time to read a list and tell them what we goddamn think. Uh, we got Cedric Alexander and Drew Gulak for the Cruiserweight Championship. Have you been paying attention at all to 205 Live at all? I feel bad that I haven't because there's a lot of guys on there I like, and I keep getting told, like, I keep hearing, like, somebody say, a specific match and then be like, why aren't you watching this? They are putting on amazing shows down there. Uh, just, I honestly haven't been paying attention. It's just a matter of too much wrestling. Cedric Alexander is the champion right now. And I know drew Gulak has been, I don't know. He's been a popular character. Hasn't he for a while? Yeah. I think people really like him and he's a guy that I used to see on the Indies. I'm picking drew Gulak. That's my pick. He's going to beat Cedric Alexander for the championship. I, I, want that to happen so i'm gonna go with you i like cedric though but i i think drew would be funny with it yeah absolutely uh we got rusev and lana versus uh andre cian almas and zelina vega of a mixed tag match uh, this is kind of a weird spot this is, uh, is i think this is on the pre-show or something it is on the yeah pre-show. it's on the pre-show this is a weird drop for rusev going from the main event championship match at the last pay-per-view to the pre-show which you would think that Rusev would win just because he's so over, but at this point, he's on the pre-show, and I feel like the pre-show they just like it didn't happen. But it's also Almas. Like, don't Almas and Vega kind of need a win here? What do you think? I think they need a win, but I think that they're going up against Rusev, who seems to just have a target on his back, so he might he'll probably lose. But maybe there'll be I'm some fuckery. Pre- yeah, I think there is going to be some fuckery. I think Aiden English is going to screw something up here, and I think he's going to cost Rusev and Lana the match to continue this story that they're doing. So I'm going with Almas and Vega. I think they're winning. Once again, I, I agree with you. Should I start dis- <laughs> disagreeing just so this is more interesting? No, give me your, give me your honest take. I think that's what, the, that's what the people want. Don't just argue for the sake what of What the hell was going on with Dolph's hair? I don't like Dolph's hair. I never have, and I still don't. <laughs> Even when it changes, I don't like it. What What could he do to make you like his hair? Uh, quit. <laughs> have a different job. Like, <laughs> I'm a dick. Um, no, I just i I was ready to see him go away six months ago. So, don't have anything. Uh, who cares? I guess. We'll just cut right over to that match. Um, Dolph Ziggler with Drew McIntyre against Seth Rollins with Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental Championship. What do you think about that? I mean, I think we all assume Dean is going to betray Seth at some point. Is it going to be then or is it going to be a few months or like a month from now? Is it going to be Seth Rollins wins and then gets DDT'd by the dude raising his hand? That makes a lot of sense. And by DDT, I mean Dirty Deeds. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I don't know. I just want to see that beefy motherfucker slam some people. Like, I feel like he's got some new tricks up his sleeve. This is going to be a brand new Dean you haven't seen before. He's a little sexy. He's a little mean. The hair's (laughs) gone. (laughs) Good on him for the haircut, though. A lot of people are making comparisons saying he looks like the new version of Triple H. Like, uh, 
NXT Triple H. Well, he doesn't have the best hairline for the haircut he's gone for. Uh, he's re- right. he's really gone for the Statham on this one. And <laughs> the, but it works. The thing is, Statham brings a level of cool to that haircut. And I need, I mean, I only saw Dean for like three and a half minutes. So Dean's got a lot to prove to get to that haircut and be cool with it. But uh, goddamn, look at that man in that shirt. He was just, he was just fucking buff as shit. I'm ready for that. <laughs> so we got the B team against the revival for the tag team championships on raw it's so any any feelings on this okay so watching on raw who were they taking on the 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 deleters of worlds uh it was a three-way it was it was the it was the b team versus the uh the revival versus the deleters of worlds it's so weird this is one of the things i do enjoy about wwe is they have sometimes wackier characters than uh, the, the other shows like right now it seems like the other wrestling shows are a little more serious this one yeah. is weird as shit. So you have a team like the Revival who are just like, oh, we love 70s wrestling. We're going to look it. <laughs> we're going to do it. That's why they're called the Revival. Man. And then they're just like, hey, you got to fight a wizard and a guy who's got some mental health issues. <laughs> uh, and, and a team that wears $35 shirts that you could probably make with a Sharpie and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a white t-shirt at home but wwe has the balls to charge you 35 dollars for that shit to me the revivals promo and that should just be like what the fuck is happening <laughs> <laughs> why the fuck are we even here i don't understand what's happening i feel like this is dangerous for you to put us in with people that should be in insane asylums and these two guys who are basically living out an adam sandler movie <laughs> I'll I'll go out on a limb. I'll say the Revival are going to win the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships. That would make me very happy. I hope that's the case. Because uh, maybe, maybe they're done with this silly shit for now, and they want to go back to some serious tag team wrestling. And I guess that would give Dolph and uh, Drew McIntyre something to do. Maybe. Yeah, I God, I just I love Drew so much that I want to see him going for a title. So I, oh, I, I think that's got to happen down the road. But I fuck, mean, right now, I mean, you could even if. The thing with Dean doesn't happen. I wouldn't mind if he's like, oh, I'm next. You beat my buddy. <laughs> it's my turn. Yeah, that, that's a way to go. Um, Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey. That's your girl, man. I realized that by not watching Raw and SmackDown as much as I, I probably should be, I feel like I'm depriving myself of some of the best women's wrestlers right now. Yeah, that's fair. And I felt like when I turned on SmackDown tonight and the show opened with Carmella and who else was it? Uh, Charlotte and Becky. Charlotte and Becky. Carmella's so goddamn good. And it made me realize like, okay, I need to at least be tuning into these shows for these ladies. Yeah. Uh, I felt bad about that. I'm very excited about Alexa Bliss, uh, Ronda. I don't think they're going to have a fuck finish on this one because we had that last time. I feel like well you were you were predicting that Alexa Bliss was finally going to do her arm breaking shtick to retain her title against Ronda. Are you backing out on that now? No, no, no. That's going to happen. I mean, why would you? Okay. Wh- that seems like the perfect thing to save for SummerSlam. Right. So, so you think Alexa's going to retain? No, no. I think Ronda's going to break her arm. Oh, I thought you were saying that Alexa. Like, I was under the impression Alexa was going to use it to trick Ronda into thinking she broke her arm. Oh, I figured this time they would just have it be like her arm is broken rather than the trick. Oh, okay. Because they like to Maybe. pretend like certain things never happen. 
Yeah. And I feel All like... right, well then I guess I guess we'll differ here. I'm going with Alexa. Do you do you care about the SmackDown Tag Team Championships at all? What do, is it uh what do we got? Bludgeon Brothers versus New Day? Yeah. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, we'll, we'll make this quick. I'll, I'll pick New Day. I think I think uh I think I'd like to see him with the tag belts again. And it's not even who gives a shit because I don't like any of those guys. I like all those guys. I would love yeah. to see Luke Harper have a singles run that matters. Uh, I would. I like the New Day. They, I don't know. It's just of all the matches that are on there, that one just doesn't feel like there's much going for it. So if, to keep the theme of who gives a shit matches, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy, do you care? Not a bit. Not a <laughs> single bit. Like the only... Fin, uh, f- the only thing I'm looking. Do you have a pick then? No. <laughs> oh, all right. I don't. I'll pick. Next. I'll pick Nakamura just for whatever. Uh, Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. Who gives a shit? <laughs> do you do you see the demon making a, re- a reappearance he, here at uh, SummerSlam, or is that retired? I think that that should be. You know what? At this point, we keep saying like save it for special occasions. Is I don't know if that special occasions ever come in, my friend. I think it passed. I think <laughs> I think we are with the Finn Balor that you have now. This is going to be like yeah. how like four years ago you wanted Dolph Ziggler to have the heavyweight title, but it just wasn't going to happen. I think that's where we are with Finn now. I hope that's not true, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm I'm picking Finn Balor in this match. I think um, that they want us to have that feel good thing, and that Finn will win. And I love Finn. I'd love to see him have the heavyweight championship. It's just I, they keep getting more and more guys. Yeah. And yeah. he's just going to move. He's he'll, I don't know if he'll ever get past how small he is with Vince. And it just seems like he's just going to move further and further down the card. I mean, during this Baron Corbin feud, Vince had like that toy house. He's like making fun of his size and that. Yeah. He thought that was hilarious. Oh, didn't he? He thought that was the best joke on the show. And I'm sure he wrote that himself. I'm sure. So let's go from the low part of this card that you don't give a shit about. Let's go right into the thing you're probably most excited about. Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Speaking of, they announced tonight, Miz and Mrs. Season 2's happening, folks. And you know what we have? Oh, buddy. Hey, I haven't talked about Miz and Mrs. one time since it started airing. I've actually watched one episode, but you don't know that until just now. The fact that you didn't text me immediately after you watched it <laughs> says something about where we are in our friendship. I'm sorry. And it feels like uh, one of us is on the cusp of a heel turn. So let me, let me make you a deal down the road. We'll do an episode just about Ms. And Mrs. I would like to maybe for the, the season finale, we can do a bonus episode where we just do an audio commentary <laughs> on the finale of Ms. And Mrs. <laughs> All right, let's do. We'll, we'll do that. I'll, I'll appease you in that fashion since I haven't watched Total Divas or Total Bellas. I'll watch a few episodes of Ms. and Mrs. and we'll do an episode on it. But the here and the now, man, Daniel Bryan versus the Miz at SummerSlam. This is what people have been begging for since Daniel Bryan got cleared to come back to wrestling. It's finally happening. Happening, uh, especially with the fucking Talking Smack promo and their history together. I mean, shit. SmackDown tonight was running like three part clips to hype up this match, detailing their history. What do you think? How are you feeling? What What do you What do you expect? Daniel Bryan is going down. Is he? I mean, I think he's. I, we're not just gonna get one time of this match, right? 
It, 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 has Daniel Bryan resigned? He has not. <laughs> <laughs> or do we just not know? I mean, as far as we know, he hasn't resigned. Because doesn't his okay. contract end the middle of next month? Ends, I guess. Yeah, sometime in September is what what that was what the rumors were. Unless he's resigned, so I don't see him leaving WWE. I think he's where he needs to be right now. I think so too. I th- you know what? Th- there's a lot of rationale behind Miz winning that first match. So that they have a reason for matches two and three. I think Daniel Bryan's taken the first one. I think Miz, when they do this match again, will win the second one, and then they'll have a rubber match. I, That's my guess. I'm picking Brian, man. I, I know that. I know that pisses you off. But. I just, I always love when the Miz has something to brag about. Yeah, that's the best version of the Miz. And well, I, he's got a TV show, so. And I would love for him to get that first win, and just be like, "See, you did need me. You may very well be right." Carmella versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I'm actually looking forward to this match. I think there's a great story here. And I think Becky and and Charlotte can... I mean, I guess Carmella's not horrible, but I think Becky and Charlotte can really carry this match to being something pretty cool. I love Carmella. She is... I mean, I love her for all the same reasons I love The Miz. Not like the necessarily the most exciting wrestler, but is going to brag and tell you that they are. Right. I love that. Like she like she's she's a jerk and you love her for it. Yeah, she's just such a good asshole. And uh <laughs> and this one, uh I mean normally I this probably isn't who I would normally pick, but I think Becky's going over. I think that the f- the feud between Becky and Charlotte is gonna prevent either of them from winning the title, I think. Carmella's escaping with the belt. I think that's what they've been setting this up for. I think they're setting this up for a Becky versus Charlotte feud. So then where would Carmella go from there? Um, God, she's got all, I don't know. I mean, maybe they can do something. I mean, did the, she ever really finish her thing with Oscar? By the way, what's the news on Oscar? What happened with there? Like, where is she? Did she get hurt? I don't Did know. She quit? I, I read that there was like a rumor that she walked out, but then I saw that Meltzer said that's not true. I don't know. They'll, they'll find something for Carmella. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe one of Becky or Charlotte does win it, and then that feud becomes over the belt. So um, I just don't know who gonna, she I'm would gonna, move to because I mean, obviously those two are the other biggest people on the show. Or well, other, where does she move to if she loses? No, I just mean like who moves up to take on Carmella. I don't, who else is there? Well, that's what I'm saying. But like, even if, if Becky and Charlotte go on to feud, who's Carmella going to move on to, even if she loses? I, cause she's a heel. Isn't it just a roster full of heel women? Is that kind of, yeah. I mean, does that mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess you could have Charlotte go back to heel or it would be weird seeing heel Becky, but it could happen. Yeah. I'm thinking heel Becky's on the way. That's my prediction, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick with the idea that Carmella's retaining here. That's that's my guess. And you said you think uh, Becky's winning this. I I'm gonna go ahead and say Becky Lynch. I think it's Becky's time to shine, and maybe she fucks over Charlotte somehow. All right, I'm gonna try to reorganize these last couple matches in a way that makes sense because I think some a couple of them are tied together. Uh, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe for the WWE Championship. What are your thoughts? This is kind of a big one. This is going to be a fun match. I haven't, like, I mean, I've watched the build to it, them cutting the promos on each other. Um, 
they've been fine, but it's these are two guys that you just know when they get in the ring, it's gonna be magic. Or <laughs> didn't we say this about Styles and Nakamura? Yeah, I was getting ready to say, but <laughs> I said that like three it's other WWE. times. WWE. It t- yeah. <laughs> How many tries did it take us watching Styles Nakamura before we we're like, okay, that was the one? I did it. Did it happen? I think. I guess. I we guess we kind of saw money in the it bank. money in the bank, right? Yeah, yeah we had I fun. Guess so. I forgot about that kick in the dick. That was a good one. So this is <laughs> <laughs> this could be that same thing where it's just like you two go out and put on a shit match so that we don't have to <laughs> deal with them following that. Or just put on a match that's okay so that down the road we can put on the best version of that match. Which, it's still kind of a bad idea, but it's, it depends how they do the ebbs and flows of this pay-per-view and where they put it. But either way, who who do you see coming out on top in this? this is, is, a hard is Styles one. losing the belt? This is a hard one to pick. Because do you have Styles keep the belt for a really long time? Because he's obviously the top guy in the company. And he's somebody you don't really see losing the belt. Plus, he's the he's the cover for de- the new WWE 2K game. Are they going to pull the belt off of him right before that comes out? I mean, you know, when you start looking into factors like that, where... <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, I'm going to go ahead and say AJ wins. I'll take the other side of it. I think I think Samoa Joe, I think it's his time. I think it if, if Joe winning this belt... I keep saying belt. I know there's people listening. They're like, fuck you. It's a title. It's not a belt. It doesn't hold up any pants. Whatever. It's slang. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, I'm saying Joe. I, 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 don't, I don't know why other than just I think it makes for a great story that Joe messed with AJ's head and his family and then walked away with the belt. So I guess, <laughs> I guess we're agreeing to disagree on this one. All right. We're going to tie in these last two matches. Garrett, Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. If Owens finds a way to beat Strowman at all, he gets the money in the bank contract. What's happening here? I think that Strowman's going to go over, and then I think Strowman's just going to join the main event. Okay. I could, I mean, you he's the kind of guy that you can't, you don't have a guy like that just do a run in and steal it. I feel like he's a guy that's like, I already fought one match, and now I'm going to fight both of you. So you think Strowman's going to keep his, his briefcase? I think he might. I think it's a Is way to make pick? him look even stronger <laughs> and look more like the WWE champion. God, I keep going back and forth on this. My head is telling me that WWE booking usually leads to the least interesting situation playing out. (laughs) (laughs) Which is that they've been finding some fucked up way to justify not giving Strowman a title match straight up, but the money in the bank contract instead. And he's been crushing people smaller than him. And he's been chucking Owens off of everything. The last two pay-per-views Owens has taken huge bumps and the question is, did it make Braun look stronger? Or did it make Owens look better? It's weird with some of those matches where there's certain guys that you're like, man, I like watching him because he takes such a phenomenal beating. Yeah. There's just there's, there's certain wrestlers like that where you're like, God, he can, 
and actually some of them are like even in new japan some of the baby faces they go in and you just see them take this phenomenal beating before they win right at the end and yeah i I don't know i could see this is a hard one to predict as well because it could go either way and i would be pretty okay with either uh i don't know i it would i would love to see ko win it are we are we working are we both working under the assumption that whoever wins this match is ending the night with the universal championship around their waist? Fuck. Now I'm like I'm picturing what if Lesnar retained and then the person came in and cashed in on him and beat Lesnar for it. Yeah. It would just be nice to watch Roman lose. I mean there there's so many I mean this is why this is why the, the, the these two matches are tied together obviously because I think there's a the feeling that whoever walks away with the briefcase at SummerSlam after this that that match between Owens and Strowman is probably ending the night as champion, right? Like they're they're not gonna delay the cash in any longer, do you think? I mean they could, but I think there's a sense that they're not going to. But how do you okay, I think it's a lot easier to picture Strowman coming in and just bowling over who's at, whoever's in there at the end. But I don't I don't know. I guess I would be excited to see what creative thing they have Kevin Owens do to actually succeed in cashing in. I, I mean, there's still the possibility that Heyman's turning on somebody. Well, and it and- would be hard to say <laughs> if he's just like, okay, Roman, we're going to be partners, but first I have to mace you. I don't know. They're, they're, I've heard, I read that rumor today that, that maybe something on the note that Heyman showed rain said something like, here's what it's going to look like I'm doing, but I'm going to help you. I don't know. There's a lot of different predictions out there right now. I, like I said, my head is saying that WWE booking usually results in them teasing something like crazy and creative. And then them just doing the safe option. And the safe option is just having Strowman retain his briefcase. And then, but the, here's the, here's the thing about that. If he wins the briefcase and he cashes in that night, can can Roman Reigns sustain another loss to Brock Lesnar right before he leaves? No. <laughs> he can't. I mean that's 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 the thing is that Reigns kind of has to I know we've said this before but they can't keep doing this, can they? Yeah. Like one eventually he's going to have to win one of these. Hey man, back and forth forever. <laughs> There's no back and forth. It's just been it's just forth. You're like it's just forth. <laughs> forth forever. <laughs> That's the chance. It's just been Brock's fourth forever. Uh, you know what? I, I I know it's the it's the the mark in me saying this. I'll pick the crazy fucking ending and say through some shitty t- through some shitty heel technique, Owens is going to get the fucking briefcase. I and and Braun is going to react violently to this happening, and he's gonna chuck Owens off something again. And he's going to get taken out on a stretcher and an ambulance and the ambulance is going to leave the arena and everyone's going to forget about it. Like Owens has the briefcase, but it's over. And then he's sneaking back in at the end of the night after Strowman or Lesnar or Reigns does some crazy shit and the other guy's laying there. And I'll say that, I mean, they're, they're advertising Reigns versus Owens at Hell in a Cell. Okay. Is there a stipulation to this match, or is it just a normal one-on-one singles match? For uh, for which? For uh, Reigns-Lesnar. 
There is no stipulation as far as I know. So they could be DQ'd. Okay, because I was picturing something along the lines of like the pepper spray coming back out and you thinking it's going to Roman, but he turns and pepper sprays Brock. Right. Maybe pepper sprays both of them and then that's how KO pins them. Maybe. We're, or maybe we're, maybe Heyman's just tired of this match too. He's like, I've been here for this enough. <laughs> I need a He pepper sprays Lesnar. He pepper sprays Lesnar and Rain spears him and beats him and everyone thinks, Oh my god, like Heyman's joining Reigns and Heyman raises Reigns' hand after he wins the title and Reigns looks confused, like get the fuck off of me and everyone's booing because it's fucking Roman Reigns and nobody wants to see it. And then he maces Reigns as well and turns his back on both of them. Yeah, some something like some weird fuckery at the end of that show. Because if if they're doing Reigns and Owens at Hell in a Cell, I just I don't know. There's something about maybe maybe that and obviously the card's subject to change. So well, I think the best thing that we can say about this right now is there's so many times when you're like, this is definitely what's going to happen. And this one, there's so many little paths that, like, it's kind of a choose-your-own-adventure. So as the night goes on, it's going to kind of fill in pieces of what possibly could happen and take away options. Here in a minute, we're going to talk a little bit about the G1. But before, as we guess we wrap up our SummerSlam discussion here, I'm trying to imagine a scenario here where Strowman keeps his briefcase, Reigns wins and beats Lesnar for the title, and finally gets the universal championship and then Strowman cashes in, but he pins reigns. I mean, where, who's, who's the baby face or does Braun turn heel in doing that? And are the fans going to buy Braun turning heel? Like even if Heyman endorses them, is that going to work? Like, how do like, how do you get all these pieces to work? If you have Strowman cashing in on Lesnar or sorry, Strowman cashing in on reigns. I mean, I feel like if you want it to work, you need Braun to pen Lesnar. But doesn't that chuck Roman Reigns out the window that he failed again but and not, somebody else had to do it? I think the only time, the only way that it wouldn't hurt him is if Braun does the babyface thing and just join the match and make it a triple threat. Like right as I guess that's true. Like right as the match is getting ready to start, you hear his music and they both look over and he makes it a triple threat himself. That's the babyface thing to do and pin Lesnar, send him home. Yeah, I guess so. And then I get Fuck, then how do we get to Owens versus Reigns? <laughs> Hell in a cell from there. I mean, that, I obviously I that could that's... change before then. Like anything could happen. Uh, I could, but it says something. It says something that they had that in mind as a match for a pay per view, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, I'm obviously doing wishful thinking over here, but I, I mean, I can put my heart aside and just think of things from a creative standpoint. Like I said, my head is saying that they'll do the the straightforward thing, which is just Strowman cashing in on Reigns or Lesnar and walking out with the belt. That's what kind of they've been working towards since greatest Royal rumble. Anyway, even though they could have done it last summer, probably, but, uh, yeah, I guess prediction, I guess Strowman's leaving with the belt. I like, I like your plan that he joins the match and makes it a triple threat. Cause it's just, it's, you know, it never works for me if a baby face sneaks on some, like, I don't, that just doesn't make him a baby face, but at the same time, yeah. Braun's kind of been in that thing where he's just picking on KO. So yeah. he's not really the best baby face anyway. 
They haven't really been framing it as that, though. I guess the, the whole other discussion. I guess we'll see. We'll see how all of this plays out on Sunday. And I'm looking forward to it, man. You're going to the actual show, so I'm excited for you. Yeah, this will. This, uh, yeah, I'm way up. I think I'm in the very, very last row, in a corner. Uh, you will not see me on television, and that's fine. <laughs> take, take, take some pretty pictures for me. Yeah. Hey, I guess we have to give uh, some congrat, con- some congratulations to Tanahashi, right? That's that's kind of the big news from New Japan. Yeah, Tanahashi won the G1. He beat Ibushi. Well, let's give some props to fucking Ibushi in the process. Ibushi beat Kenny. That was a hell of a match, too. I mean, I think we know anytime two people who are really close are fighting each other, you're going to see some shit. Yeah. And a big. You have no problem hitting your brother a little bit harder than you would somebody else. Or your lover. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's domestic abuse. Hey, Ibushi hit. Can- oh, man. Uh, so you watched that match, correct? Yes. And. Before we get into the details, the spot where Abushi drives his knees straight down into Kenny's chest was cringeworthy 5,000. That's what I was going to bring up. That's, that's oh the... Oh, my God. He... What did he do? Did he hit, like, a moonsault but landed on his knees? That's what it looked like. He did some kind of move, but it did not land the way that I think I, anyone was expecting. Well, and it just looked like a botch. Well, because he did that move again to Tanahashi, but he hit it more on his shins. Yeah. Where with Kenny, he landed both knees directly in the middle of his chest. And it was just like you could watch Kenny's chest cave in. Yeah. And and Kenny's dealing with ridiculous number of injuries. He's really beat up right now, so yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel bad. Yeah, doesn't he have like a sprained <laughs> foot? And he's taken some time off until all in, isn't he? I would, I hope so. It's like, congratulations, you're the IWGP championship. You're the IWGP champion now. Here, have this, <laughs> have your body torn to shreds. Jesus. Yeah, that was, no, 100% check that out. If you haven't watched it, if you haven't watched Ibushi versus Kenny from the G1 this year, check that out. They beat the shit out of each other, man. And that's the other thing. So many false finishes there towards the end where you swear that the match is over. And I, I mean, I guess I kind of knew what happened before I watched the match, but it was still, I got caught up in it and I was surprised when the finish finally came. So it's one of those, they they pulled it off. You'd really like to see them in a no time limit match, uh, in these G1 tournament matches, you know, they're all set to a 30 minute time limit. So you kind of know when it's going to end, but I I would love to see those guys go an hour. Cause I mean, I think, cause Wanting to fight Abushi is part of the reason Kenny's here. Or, you know, how that whole thing started with him yeah. coming to New Japan and just wanting to take on Abushi and how they had put on a killer match in what was it like 2006 or something like that. And they hadn't fought in a long Before time. Before my time, Garrett. Yeah, this was, this was just an, an incredible match. I would 100% love to see them go again. And I think part of us, you know, during that match, we're thinking, oh my God, are we going to get them again at Wrestle Kingdom? But I think the Tanahashi match makes sense if it happens, because Tanahashi, kind of like Braun Strowman, he has to uh, defend his contract. 
Yeah, I, I was actually surprised. I was really thinking Naito was going to win the whole thing. So it did not play the way, play out the way I thought it was going to. So And how Naito but. got knocked out, the way uh, Zack Sabre Jr. knocked him out of the tournament. Zack had no chance of moving on. All he could do was prevent Naito from moving on. And he made a big point of saying how much he hates Naito and that his sole purpose in this tournament is to make sure he doesn't move on. Yeah. To which, to me, says they would be setting up something with Naito down the road. Between Zack and so. him. I, yeah, and, and I think it, it, we've got to clarify, Zack Sabre Jr. and Naito had a great match, too. And another situation where they were really beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah. So many hard strikes. They're just... Uh, I, I was trying to think, I would kind of like to see Sabre take on Jericho. Yeah, it's been like two months and Jericho hasn't defended that Intercontinental title. He's really lesser enough that Intercontinental title. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if Jericho's like, yeah, I won it and I took it. (laughs) And I may not give it back. I'm taking it on tour with me with Fozzie. You want to see this belt? You know what? You got to get on the cruise, baby. You got to get on the cruise. (laughs) He's only defending it on his cruise. (laughs) But either way, uh, so we have Tanahashi who got the contract. Uh, to go to Wrestle Kingdom, but he has to defend it, and it looks like he has chosen Okada. Oh, good lord. So, I would, honestly, I would rather see Tanahashi take on Omega in the finals, just because Tanahashi's been the man there for so long, and this would... And didn't Okada just ditch Gato? Did he? Did I miss that? Yeah, I thought... They parted ways, I think. I think I think Okada got rid of his uh, his support there. Actually, you're right. He'd been coming out alone those last couple. He'd just been coming out with balloons that he was releasing into the crowd. That that midlife crisis is hitting him so hard. He does not know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we'll see some cool shit between him and Tanahashi, and I would love to see a good you know passing of the torch match at Wrestle Kingdom and let Tanahashi have like one. One more huge moment because you just I don't picture him having a ton of years left. You know, that's yeah. a, that's a guy who's had a lot of injuries and I would like to see him take some time to just just heal, relax a little. Yeah. Yep. So did, I guess you thought that it was a great G1 tournament this year. I had a great time. I mean, every show I tuned into, I saw some matches that were insane but i mean that's going to be any show that they do so just watch all of them but yeah no there were some great things in this i think uh some of the standouts kenny versus ishii uh okada versus suzuki naito versus kenny kenny i mean notice i'm saying kenny's name a lot in here i mean it's not uh it's not a coincidence that his name is in so many great matches throughout this tournament widely considered the best right now he he really is uh-huh. it was i don't know it's weird i still think it's a little weird watching him be champ where he's like he's a little cockier of a champ than i would have expected i like it i'm i'm into it i'm ready to see where they go from here but uh this has been a, a pretty good month for wrestling it has been hey before we get out of here i want to do something a little bit different we haven't done this yet as everyone knows by now we are going to be a part of starcast uh friday during all in weekend um, but I want to give a shout out to a lot of the other podcasts that are going to be involved in StarCast that weekend. Some of them will be there on Friday. Some will be there on Thursday and, and you know, Saturday and Sunday. But I uh, wanted to give a shout out to Heels and Quads. wanted to give a shout out to the Court of Nerds, All Things Wrestling, Sports Guys Talking Wrestling, Di- uh, Divas Dropkicks and uh, Dives, Super Kicking It with Kelsey, 
banned from ringside podcast view from the top rope hitting the marks kings of the ring audio uh two-faced wrestling talk so many so many podcasts right now that we're going to be featured at starcast rock and wrestling podcast we watch uh, wrestling pro wrestling yeah we watch wrestling uh king of pro wrestling podcast pinned a, a wrestling podcast so many podcasts out there uh we're, we're exchanging messages with these guys um great stuff out there if you haven't listened to their stuff make sure you get on that obviously we want to be your favorite podcast don't ever turn your attention away from us for a second we're the best uh but we're, we're excited to be sharing uh, this platform and this stage with these other pro wrestling podcasts out there so give their stuff a listen yeah, because we're excited to be there beside those beside those wonderful people uh, at Podcast Row. And while you're checking out those podcasts, uh, you're already on that app. You're on that iTunes app. You're going to be looking those up. You're already on ours, though. So uh, why don't you go down to where it says review, hit it, write <laughs> something nice, hit that five star, give us a five star review. Because uh, we love you to death, and you'd be helping us out greatly with that. And also, while you're at it, check out our social medias. We're at Wrestle Hangout on Twitter. We are Predetermined Podcast on Instagram. We're Wrestle Hangout on Facebook. Hang out with us on any of those. We're we're always chatting wrestling on there. Uh, we're having some. Derek does polls. He loves the polls. I love the polls. People seem to like the polls. I like the polls. I like when I see that you've done polls. I think it's important following us on social media. You're taking trips all over the country to go to these wrestling shows. You post pictures, you post videos. It's a great way to feel like you're there with, with Garrett. So uh, yeah, hit us up on the social media, everyone. And uh, be sure to check out next week's episode. We're going to have a special guest. I'm going to be joined by queen of the ring, Alex. Woohoo. I hope you guys put on a good show for us. I, I hope so too. Maybe, maybe we have terrible chemistry and it's an awful show. <laughs> maybe maybe I should me, cut that that'll out. make me feel really special. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I do wish you I do wish you two luck. I, I she will be taking my place for that episode, I'm assuming. So we're gonna uh, we've seen her YouTube videos. We're gonna get to know her a little better. And uh we're going to have just attended Joey Janelle Lost in New York, NXT and SummerSlam. So we'll be able to give some insight into what happened inside of all of those buildings. Really excited to talk about it. Uh Derek, am I leaving anything out? I don't think so. I think you can feel free to hit our goddamn music. <laughs> <laughs>